Welcome back to the Global Supply Chain Week. I'm an analyst uh, Tony Mulvey here at FreightWaves, joined with Vice President of Development and Strategic Partnerships, uh, Rock Jun Choi at Torqueda. Rock, thanks for joining me. All right. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Awesome. So why don't you just give a little bit of background about yourself and Torcada? Sure. We'd be happy to. So I run business development and strategic partnerships for Torqueda. I've been with the company for about a year and a half. We are a wholly owned subsidiary of American Tire Distributors. Um, as any digital business goes these days, we started out as an analytics division of the American Tire Distributor Company. But we realized that the products we're developing, the insights we're gathering, seem to help not just ATD, but a lot of our partners as well. So because of that mission, we decided to spin off separately as a new company uh, last year. So we're less than a year in actual existence. And we continue to serve the industry. And ATD is now one of our biggest clients, as well as our parent company. We focus on building analytics and supply chain solutions for the tire industry. So this includes manufacturers, tire distributors, as well as retailers. And retailers go from big box stores all the way down to the one and two location stores owned by uh, individuals. And we use the latest technologies in big data analytics. We've explored blockchain. We use AI ML to provide the best analytical decision-making solutions for our partners. Before joining ATD and Torqueda, I was at IBM for just under 10 years focusing on software business development. Most recently, I had a couple of years in blockchain, which is a very exciting space. I wasn't much on the crypto side, but more on the supply chain solution side. So that was an exciting journey that I was able to translate into my new job. Perfect. No, I think that that leads uh, well into where we're at now. I mean, you look at the automotive supply chain and how it's been so disruptive uh, over the past year. And what you're seeing, I mean, you think about how the auto supply chain works with the just-in-time manufacturing, things like that. Can you speak to a little bit about that disruption working with these uh, tire distributors and how and, and the like? Sure. So one thing you'll probably have noticed, anything about automobiles, the prices have gone up significantly because there are supply issues to meet the increased demand. This could be cars. I tried to buy a car from my father-in-law. The price was just... 30% higher than what you would normally pay for. And this includes the discounting and stuff that's gone now. Car parts are also more expensive. Tires have certainly gone up in pricing because of the manufacturing delays and the shipment issues, and even gas for different reasons. But all of this is due to the disruption in the supply chains as a status quo. I mean, we have shortages of supplies such as chips. We also have shortages of products that are finished goods that lead to longer lead times for customers to actually appreciate it. Now, what does that mean for us in the tire industry is that the demand for replacement tires, these are what we call passenger light truck tires for most of the vehicles that you drive today. The demand for replacement tires has gone up significantly thanks to this disruption and also some people's behaviors with the introduction of COVID and these um, dynamics into the market. First of all, people are deferring to purchase new cars. They're still driving their own. What does that mean? You've got to buy new tires to keep the automobiles running. People are also traveling more on the road and enjoying off-road activities rather than getting on a plane and flying to Hawaii. The airline industry has suffered tremendously from COVID impacts. And last but not least, a proliferation of driver um, gig economies and delivery services. I mean, we can order food. Um, there's a lot of deliveries going on with Amazon and others. All this means that there's a significant uptick in demand for tires. So it has been a good impact for us from an economic standpoint. Now, 
With all this increased demand, as I mentioned, there's impacts from COVID and supply chain disruptions. We're having labor shortages, uh, people coming into factories and warehouses to ship product. That's a huge challenge. We're having problems um, getting people into the office as well, especially after a lot of businesses have downsized because of the prediction of the impacts coming from COVID. Also, retailer and um, customer purchasing patterns have changed too. Instead of going to a tire shop to go buy a tire and install it on the spot, we have solutions such as mobile tire installations or um, gig economy supplying things to your door. That won't be the case for all tires because tires are still big, clunky objects where you need to install on your car. Um, a lot of businesses are trying to adopt to those changing behaviors, which is now introducing disruptions to the status quo. Now, what does that all mean for the industry is that visibility is becoming key. Being able to see upstream on supply plans as well as coordinating downstream logistics have all become a very, very big issue. And whoever has better visibility will be able to respond faster and plan against it so that the, minimi um, the disruptions coming from these events will be minimized to keep their business thriving. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, you made a point there about uh, consumers buying tires. I can admit that I'm one of those. Uh, that fell into that over the past uh, year with with COVID. I don't. I think I've been on a flight once. Uh, definitely been driving most places, uh, at least that are within a few. Uh, call it eight hour drive. So, um, I know you touched a little on your background there in the blockchain space and, and Torqueda's uh, AI, machine learning, things like that. What? I know you talked about uh, a you've talked about uh, previously a study that y'all were doing uh, around the space. Can you give any findings in that study around blockchain and the automotive industry? Sure, um, I, I can speak to some of the stuff that we can share publicly. Is that the big word that comes today is data? Yes, it's obvious. Data means everything, but for the supply chain, it's not just about the data inside your company. But what does it mean for you and your partners and the ecosystem? Today, almost all business data is managed within the silos of one manufacturer, one distributor, or one retailer. What does that mean is that any type of decision-making is limited to the data that you have exposure to. So if I'm a tire manufacturer and I own 10% of the market, my forecast, my demand planning, my production planning is only going to be built to respond to that impact of the 10% of the data that I have access to. Now, that's going to be very different if you expand that market into the 100%, right? You can be owning only the top layer of the 10%, or you can be somewhere in between, or you can be on the lower echelon of that um, market. So depending on where you're actually sitting, it's almost as if you think you're looking forward, but in the greater vision, you're actually in the backseat looking behind. So we're trying to understand what does aggregating data and sharing data at an industry level impact the business performance of individual partners. And we've learned through projects like blockchain and our analytics solutions and machine learning is that you know, more data is always better. And having that with archetypes such as blockchain, we've challenged a theory about the silo data actually mean better than uh, permission, secure, privately shared data with a meaningful cost to it. And some of the things we're finding are astonishing. We're learning that Forecasts can be actually more accurate because you're planning against the market, not just against your historical performance. The weighted average percentage errors or weight or MAPE, depending on who you are, um, those things can be severely lowered if you're looking at a bigger set of data. Now, having said that, there's a challenge today in the industry, and this goes for many industries that we've spoken with, is that everybody's data is catered to their own organization. So the same tire product can have different data types and different attributes 
based on who's recording that data in your database. So we spend a lot of time building capabilities to clean that data and connect the dots to make sure that a tire that left the manufacturing uh, plant is the same tire that showed up at ATD's doorstep or another distributor's doorstep, which then gets shipped over to a retailer's um, warehouse. And we understand how that product is moving, thus telling us what's the sellout of that product, how is that consumed, and what's the lead time around delivering them, and what is ultimately the demand and supply for that product across the region and at a national level. All this cannot be tackled by one customer or one partner alone. It takes an aggregation of different aspects of not just product attributes, but also purchasing behaviors and sales performances as well. So we're developing a platform to help aggregate all that in an agnostic way that anybody can assume for the right values. Okay? So the challenge will be that how do you get people to share the data? It's definitely a big change management problem, and everybody hesitates because Today, it almost sounds like giving up data is like giving up your crown jewels. Well, this is where exploring with new technologies like blockchain and AI is that um, there are partners who are starting to embrace the technology and see how we can actually collaborate without exposing our crown jewels that are so pertinent to us. And it actually augments and enhances your existing data sets because you're dealing with a bigger data set. And with it will come business benefits. And through our simulations and empirical evidence that we've seen that these bigger data models have actually improved the businesses. And that's how we're slowly winning the industry players over. There are some progressive players who are very interested in working with us on these initiatives. And as we progress in time, I assume the industry will slowly come to agreement that there must be a way that we can build this aggregate view of the industry together. And hopefully Torcade will be the leader in that spot. Yeah, and I think you make a really good point there about how there are some progressive players, but then there's also some there's the big ones that don't not necessarily move as fast, but you you're seeing they were faced with the disruption, right? Uh, with COVID and everything like that, we're still building our way out of COVID, right? So we're still trying to. It's still a shock to the system. It's not like we have a year of data, not a hundred years of data. So I think having that bigger, broader data set does bring in uh, those better demand planning things like that that are are vital, right? And and some of that probably has to go into with the consumer behavior. I mean, as you touched on, you're seeing that uptick in more uh, driving uh, is being more important than the air flying on a plane, right? So you're seeing that those impacts. Can you touch a little on like how that demand planning based on what the consumers changes, that consumer behavior, how that's been impacted and how that data really drives uh, those changes? Sure. Um, well, we obviously don't have a crystal ball, so it's always difficult to predict the future. So far, the tire industry, especially the retirement, uh, sorry, the replacement tire industry, has been fairly consistent in its consumption. And we expect that to grow a little bit with the recent changes in the industry dynamics. Now, having said that, it's not about really understanding um, what your customer may buy and getting impacts around what customer behavior changes will mean to you. It's more about having that visibility to see that upstream as soon as possible and being able to respond to that change with different ways to counter that, both in terms of just the business way, uh, business metrics such as um, revenue and profits, but also in the way you operate as a company and what mission you carry. So if you look at the winners of the COVID, those are everybody who had the foresight to say, this is probably how my supply chain will be disrupted and here's what my data shows me and this is how I plan to respond to those things. So visibility is key, right? So what types of um, options are there that we, we were able to kind of work with is 
knowing that there's always going to be a challenge in terms of cost management. So this is labor. This is procurement of the products. We're trying to figure out how do we actually squeeze more uh, profit out of it. So we're installing ways to do more automation. And with automation, let's say we're looking into automatic replenishment of sold inventory, like vendor management inventory and other initiatives. I'm not saying that's exactly what we're doing, but concepts like those will help drive lesser manual workflow. So there's less reliant on labor showing up to your door. There's more automated processes. So we'll find ways to make more money while we sleep and keep profit levels high because a lot of that will be driven by IT systems, right? And then we're also looking into new ways of doing business. For example, recalls today, how are they managed? You get a notice from the, uh, at a retailer saying that there's a certain product that has a defect in it. So if you ever see one of these products coming your way or you've ordered them recently, please notify us so that we can return them. Nowadays, if we're able to track products individually and serialize them, we would not even have to make that notification. We can just simply shoot an email to the retailer and say, somebody's going to come pick up these tires, so please keep them in your um, shelf and do not um, do anything with them. And that removes a lot of the inefficiencies of looking for products, looking for the data around them and figuring out what that means. And also taking action on that because a lot of that will take um, adaptation and change management and different and that may introduce different complexities into how you're doing business. And that's easily how you get disrupted from day-to-day operations, right? Yeah. And I think you you touched on it a little. I mean, you think about the time savings of some of these things, right? Time is like the one thing that it's very hard. Once it's gone, you can't get it back. There is no getting time back. So having those upstream views, you're you're not behind the eight ball, right? So uh, I think that really touches on a high level there uh, and dives into that data analytics and, and things that Torqueda provides. Can you touch a little, I know you we've talked previously about some of the ESG uh, focuses that Torqueda is trying to dive into those analytics around that. Uh, we, can you share any of that information? Sure. So our parent company, um, uh, American Tires, have probably announced our ESG report. Um, we have a huge initiative with our partner, parent company, to reduce our carbon emissions by 25% by 2030. So that's a huge ask, meaning that where do we cut carbon? We have to cut it out of our logistics. We have to cut it out of our consumption of tires. And, you know, tires are actually a huge pollutant because they're made of, you know, they're literally big carbon materials out of, made out of rubber, right? So we're figuring out more ways to build sustainability, transparency, into the ecosystem. And here's the good thing is that addressing those issues also comes hand in hand with business performance. So um, let's say we're making our routes more efficient. That will reduce logistics costs. That will be good for the business, but also reduce the amount of truckloads of shipments that need to happen. So that will reduce carbon emissions as well. Um, you know, electrification of vehicles is a big thing. So a shift to electric vehicles will obviously impact that as well. So we're looking at multiple facets around how can we help a lot of it has to do with data. Why? Understanding carbon emissions coming from the life cycle of the tire, a lot of that has to do with the data that comes out of it and the different methods of reducing carbon or recycling tires that we may not be fully aware of as an industry today that may provide deep insights into how can we now change our supply chain to make it more ESG friendly. Okay? So we're looking at a lot of different options on how we can help. And at the crux of it is our data analysts competencies will be a very important part of figuring out not only how do we reduce carbon out of it, but how do we measure that and translate into the 
ESG mission that we are looking to achieve, as well as business performance as well. Yeah, and I think you touched on it there with data and ESG going hand in hand and understanding to take those initiatives, you've got to have the data to back it up. And I think here at FreightWaves, that's kind of our what we're trying to focus to. I mean, I know uh, with Tyler and his Net Zero show, uh, we've definitely taken an increase there in the ESG space, especially on the on the supply chain uh, and the data behind it, right? So I know that's been a focus here at the company. Uh, I know we're, we're running up against some time here, uh, but just want to give you a chance. Where can people go to find out more about Torqueda, uh, find out more about the data analytics, especially in the automotive industry, and more about yourself? Sure. Well, I'm excited to be a part of this industry today. We're going through a huge transformation, not only in terms of you know, the business and operations, but also from an intelligence point of view with the data and all the different things that we can do with it. So it's a good time to be in the industry. To learn more about us, please visit our website, www.torqueta.com. That's T-O-R-Q-A-T-A.com. And we're working with a lot of partners in the industry, not only manufacturers, tire retailers, and distributors, but also partners who are in the automotive space that can use our analyst capabilities or who we can see as a potential partner to make this industry a lot more tighter, more digital, and also more um, fluent as well. So we look forward to the challenge. This market is a billion and a half for tires and about $5 billion from our calculations in the automotive industry in general. So there's a lot of opportunity for us to address the inefficiencies here and also have some fun and learn more about how we can change the future. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Keep up the good work. Uh, And everybody, please stay tuned for more of Global Supply Chain Week content.